Welcome in to another episode of the Can You Fantasy Football Podcast. Your host, Al, Nick, and Cody. How's it going today, fellas? Wow, you know, that it, it just sounds weird without Cody uh, introducing us, but Al, Al's got the, like Morgan Freeman voice going over there. I love it. Al's taking the reins today. As you can tell, I am not on the mic, so I'm letting Al control the... Uh, the, I guess, I don't know, the main main host? We're all co-hosts, but the welcome in host. There you go. Cody, that was, uh, that was my one chance to to shine, and we're not doing that nailed, no more. No, no, no. You nailed it. I, I might be out of a job. Yeah, Cody, Cody decided to get out of the snow and cold that is Minnesota right now and uh, go south, so. I am sitting in the garage where it is 75 degrees. Yesterday it was 75 and sunny. And uh, I heard we got a lot of snow at home, boys. Oh, God. Yes. Yes, we did. Uh, in Minneapolis, we got quite a bit of snow, but I heard I heard up north, Al got a ton of snow. How much yeah. did we get, Al? I'm guessing between 16 and 18 inches at, at my house. Two days of snow blowing. I was actually up till 2 a.m. Uh, snow blowing last, well, this morning. Uh, I got home late from a hockey game in Brainerd last night and the wife got stuck in the driveway, so I had to had to clear a path for her to get get to work this morning. So I was up late. Did I, she I, get stuck walking, or did she get stuck in the vehicle? In the vehicle. I, I love your wife, Al, but she's gotten stuck more since I've known her than like anyone. I, I mean, I don't know how she does it. I get it. I get it. It's deep. She's in a car, but come on, Mark. Quit gunning it in the snow and burying your tires. It's it's a talent. It's for sure a talent. Yeah, I get stuck in the snow sometimes too when I walk. I just forget where I'm going. Does Kate have to pull you out then? Or yeah, it just has to remind me what I'm doing. Well, thank God she's there for that. I don't know how you're getting by without her in Texas. There's no snow. Hey fellas, the, the big thing is this is our first time all together in what? four or five weeks, maybe even longer. God, it's been a while. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was gone for a while. Sick. Al was sick. Cody was I missed last week. Oh, Cody missed one show yeah, and we gave show. him crap about it. <laughs> I listened to that. You two are ridiculous. Well, you, you missed gonna... miss one show and yeah, I just get, uh, I get chased out of here with pitchforks torches everybody's chasing me out that's because that's because we knew no one would listen to it without you if we didn't make fun of you so we had to we had to get that <laughs> in early try to keep them on the line early and often you went off for two minutes how much i was disappointing you and how bad <laughs> you were at refing and everything no i heard it all i heard it all i had to listen to that episode i wanted to get some insight on on the big week coming up playoff week first playoff week you, so you hey we're check in on us huh yeah, I was checking in on you guys. How where are we where are we at? Where do we fare in the playoffs? Uh let's see. For me, I'm only in five five head-to-head leagues. I'm in the championship in two of them. I'm in one championship and a third place game this weekend. Other than that, that's all I got. But my championship matchup's pretty juicy, huh, Nick? <laughs> uh, is it the Bush League fantasy football championship or is it the Can You podcast? fantasy championship cody oh well we pretty much I mean, we might have to change the name of it actually 
we're not changing the name because it, it is our first ever dynasty uh, year startup year. And uh, it is called the Bush League, so we'll keep it the Bush League. Al and Nick are facing off head-to-head in the championship. I'm excited about this one. But we do need to get a listener league to put together. So here's a little plug for that. Next year, we're doing a listener league, and we will call it the Can You FF Listener League. Yes. Um, so we, we will be inviting our, our uh, favorite. We get, we get the hand pick. Maybe we, we might have to draw out of a hat or something. That's going to be tough. We have to pick some listeners to be a part of that, that league next year. And we'll have, we'll have some fun with it. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk some smack to all of y'all that are in our league next year. Which how brother is going to make the cut, which how brother is <laughs> going to make the cut. Yeah. See, can only have one. Can't have, can't have too many. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm in a league <laughs> with, with, with too many of us pierces and it's awful. You get, and uh, when you get too many Trombley's in a league, Oh man, watch out. Yeah, the drafts are fun though. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I'm in a league with, uh, oh, I, I don't even, I'm not even going to count, but I'm pretty sure there's seven howls. Yes, I think I'm right. I think there are seven howls in one league. I'm in the Howl League. So I'm in a league with Caleb, Levi, and the rest of his family, their family. But you guys, uh, more importantly here, um, and I, I wanted to chime in too, I guess I'll, I'll, uh, highlight two of the matchups I have coming up. I have a championship game coming up in a eight year long keeper league. So it's the eighth year. We've only ever had three separate champions. So we had a three peat. I won one and then we had another three peat. And uh, so this would be a chance for someone new to win. I am in the championship against Eric Anderson. So that'll be a fun one. And then in our first ever dynasty league that is in its second year. Uh, we, we started playing dynasty last year. I am in the championship yet again in Skull Bowl, Al, defending the title. I won last year in our first year. Yeah, so that's because that, you were taking everybody's good players for draft picks. You knew you had too much insight. I'm, I'm, I'm calling collusion. Dude, his team is so good. I like, honestly. <laughs> I don't I know. Jump, I jumped at the gun and I did all the research I could. I spent every free moment I had yet doing you research took who, on dynasty football. Yet you still took who first overall in the super flex league. Don't want to talk about it. Yeah, Christian but it McCaffrey, worked. It worked. It worked out for him. <laughs> yeah, I took such garbage. For, for our listeners, I took Christian McCaffrey first overall and I waited till pick four. Realized I had made a mistake. There's still some quarterbacks on the board. Traded back. So the number four, someone wanted Chris McCaffrey. And I got Lamar Jackson plus I got to move up later in the draft too. So I ended up correcting my mistake. We're all good there. I got Lamar and Dak and Brady. So that's been fun. But I'll that Brady fun is coming to an end though. So you got to figure out what to do there. I I want to make a motion in that league to have nine IR spots because that's where my team is at with it. I lost to Vinny in the first <laughs> round of the playoffs. I, I I was looking for a guy with a heartbeat that wasn't in a wheelchair and hey, uh, speak, it, it didn't yeah. work out for me. Speaking of which, who has your first or your first round draft pick this year in that dynasty league? Again, I didn't know what I was doing. You collusion. Uh-huh. You knew exactly what you were doing. Collusion. You, you, I colluded you screwed with me. you. Yeah. You, were no, you colluded that. with yourself. You were, you were rigging this league <laughs> and it shows. <laughs> I got Al's first round draft pick. I traded mine away. I had a, a choice. I had to, pick between Al's first round or my first round as a part of a package deal that I sent for Nick Chubb this year. I acquired Nick Chubb 
at the trade deadline. And uh, I chose mine to, to give away, and that was the right choice. Al ends up, I think it's number six pick. So I'll, I'll get the sixth pick this year in that Dynasty League. I think, well, let's I think I highlight the fifth place game. So, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I, anyway. So I, I will have to address uh, league rules. I think league rules are once you're eliminated, unless you play in the championship or third place game, I think it's just uh, overall record from the regular season. Anyway, for deciding fifth and sixth, we'll have to talk about that as a, as a league get together and chat. I want to talk about your guys' matchup. Let's highlight your matchup. This is going to be a lot of fun. So we got Nick and Al squaring off head-to-head in a Dynasty championship game. Al had made some uh, some good moves at the time. I had, have come back to bite him in the butt a little bit. He ended up giving away uh, Kittle as a part of that deal, and Damian Harris both catching fire late in the season here. Obviously, Kittle had a, a rough game this past week. Uh, didn't help fantasy managers get to the finals if your finals are coming up this week. I had Kittle. I managed to squeeze my way into the finals just barely in that keeper league. Uh, but he did get give away Kittle. He also gave away Damian Harris, who had a great game this last week. We'll talk more about him a little bit later. Uh, and he acquired DeAndre Hopkins, who is hurt. He's on IR. And then you also hey, he have has Dallas a chance. Goddard. Yeah, he, he has a chance to come back the NFC championship game. Did you see that? I did not, but that doesn't help your fantasy team. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I have them in both dynasty leagues. Oh, just a killer. But at, at the time, George Kittle was on IR. I needed a tight end because I needed to make a push to, to hold my spot to get a buy in the first round. And I, I did what I thought I had to do. And yeah, it, it's kind of coming back to bite me. But, you know, sometimes you, you make mistakes. And for me, it's more often than not. For the record, he didn't just get DeAndre Hopkins. He got Dallas Goddard, too. Yep. Yeah, um, I said that at the end, too. Oh, yeah, sorry. I think... I'm... Yeah, I missed yeah. that. So Goddard, Goddard hasn't been playing bad. You know, you got Goddard, right? Young, yeah, and, young and Goddard's, tight end. Goddard's good. I, I do want to say it, uh, to all of our listeners out there who are wondering, you know, first-round buys, we talk about this quite a bit on the show because we play in leagues where uh, six teams make the playoffs. So we, we play in a lot of 10-team leagues, and it makes sense for just over half of them to make the playoffs. And you also want to reward the top two teams on the season so the first seed and second seed get a first round buy in many of the leagues that we play in al talked about securing his spot with a first round buy how important was that al you, you scored only 102 points in that first week Sodi was on your side of the bracket put up 185 before you know before that that uh second game so you got a you got a bid you got a free bid to the semifinals that way yeah, no, that, that, that buy is huge. Um, how many times in our keeper league fellas did a seven or eight seed make the championship in the first couple of years. So we had, cha- we had to change the rules because the, the team that was in first terrible matchups in that first week of playoffs and, and they get beat out. And, you know, if you, if you go back and look the the one seed probably would have won the whole thing if they didn't get beat that first round. So, you know, that, that buy is, is huge. And like you said, I only put up about a hundred points that, uh, that, that first week of playoffs, but I wasn't playing nobody. So that, that helped. Yeah. It's super important in my, in my school league, it's a 12 team league and I'm in the championship. I have the second seed. So I did get a buy and I probably would have lost first week of playoffs. 
Um, but luckily I had that bye. And then last week I had a huge week. And this week I hope I do as well. Uh, shout out to Charlie Roy, who's probably not listening, but he's undefeated. And uh, it's time time I, I got to take him down a peg here. So. Hey, that, that eight seed beating the one seed, they call that the Jimmy Pierce rule. Yeah, well, if you're an eighth seed, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs anyway. Eight, uh, if, if you're the eighth seed in a 12-team league, you shouldn't make the playoffs. I mean, it's just how it is. That's like... Yeah, it's 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 a tough cutoff, honestly, in a 12-team league. I really have a tough time with that cutoff. I mean, in a 10-team league, I'm a, I'm a little bit more lenient on the six versus, you know, just four. The Yeah, I think it's got to be... I'm in a 10 team league where there's five teams and that's stupid. Um, well, that's, that's weird. It's dumb. And three. So mm-hmm. basically what it is is first round of the playoffs, three teams get a buy and the, the fourth and fifth seed play each other. And then a play in game. Yeah. 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 But it's dumb because I would rather just have six teams, make the playoffs have two buys and then, you know, but I like, my favorite are 12 team leagues where six teams make the playoffs. Cause that's how I started. That's how it was in the original league I ever played in. So that's just yeah. how, how it always was. For and me. I, I think four teams is too shallow. Uh, that's, that's always been a hot topic for, you know, I'm a commissioner and two for sure. Maybe three. Yeah. Co-commissioner with the keeper league. So three leagues I, I helped to commission and uh, that's a tough one, you know, to have 10 teams and have only four teams make the playoffs. My brother, for example, he had four teams in his playoffs and he had the most total points in his league and he barely made the playoffs. Well, that, they that's came down what, to the last week. The problem with four teams is you're going to have multiple teams with the same record and then it's going to come down to a tiebreaker. And I mean, that just sucks where if you have six teams, it's it's a whole lot better there, and gl- glad he made the playoffs at least because not making the playoffs with the most total points in the league. My brother did it last year in my school league. He still complains about it to this day, um, but that's just a terrible feeling, obviously. So, mm-hmm. it sure is. Um, real real quick, I'm just gonna highlight the matchup, and then Nick, why don't you get the injury report ready, and we'll get rolling with the injury report. But the, the matchup, the matchup and we we have a dinner on the line is that what we decided on fellas is a dinner yeah i told Al he has to cook me dinner or buy it if he if, if i'm he buying me. i'm buying and then i told cody i told cody if i lose he he can come too so we don't want to leave we don't want to leave cody out he's coming either way yeah we don't want i love cody. it I love it. I win either way in this situation. It's the best. Well, Al, um, Al's bringing the beer, right? Because Matt Ryan is not going to be a. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that that was. And, and, and ben yeah. Roth is and ben. We're, we're not talking about this next. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. We'll come back to this. We'll we'll do a reflection episode where we look back on the season. That'll be the first thing we talk about. Uh Jalen Hurts starting for Nick. We have a super flex league here. So Jalen Hurts and Kirk Cousins are going to be his big guns, putting up the what is projected to be the most points on his team. Al is is countering that with Justin Herbert, and he has a tough decision to make with his super flex. Maybe some of our listeners can help him out here. You got he has Jimmy G, who might be out this week due to that finger injury. I know Nick will get to that in just a little bit. He has Taylor Heineke. Matt Ryan against Buffalo. Um, He has Sam Ellinger, which is the backup for 
Indianapolis because he also has Carson Wentz, who is uh, is dealing with COVID. And with the new COVID protocols, guys, he might be back this week. You know, he only has to be uh, asymptomatic, and it has to be five five days after first getting it, and he can be asymptomatic and and cut the chase and cut cut to the chase, get back on the field and and play some ball. Any anything to say there, Al? Yeah, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've been scratching my head on this, and heck, I had to pick up Ellinger and and Kyle Allen just because I, I don't know who's going to start because I'm not starting Matt Ryan. I, I refuse. That's just he, he's been awful. Yeah, it's been it has been tough. And I am going to say that on paper, Al is definitely the underdog in this one, just due to the, the people that you're starting. Uh, Nick is very deep at running back. He's got David Montgomery, Austin Eckler, Chase Edmonds, and Najee Harris will be starting for him. So he's going to flex two running backs in this one. Stevon Diggs, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, all in his wide receiver slots, play through wide receivers. This one, very deep league, by the way. This is a very deep starting league for our dynasty. Tight end is Dawson Knox, and he also has Butker in the Dolphins D against Tennessee in right now. Al has Alvin Kamara, who's been struggling. Hopefully he can bounce back here. What a perfect time to bounce back. Joe Mixon, who's been hot as of late. Jamar Chase, hoping to get back to early regular season form from the, the early parts of the season when he was blown up. Debo Samuel, Darnell Mooney, Al's starting his boy. He's going in, all in. Chips is up. The chips are all in here. Dallas Goddard. We had mentioned I don't have a choice, Cody. Hey, you don't I, have, I don't a, have choice, a choice. Man. I'm getting to that. Your flex here. <laughs> Ogumba Wale and Traquan Smith, man. This is going to be a, a tight battle. A yeah, tight but battle. Th- these look are the those one- first three names on IR. Go look at my IR spot. These yeah, are IR. The- he has DeAndre Hopkins, Adam Thielen, and Daryl Henderson. The these are the matchups though that you think you know who's gonna win, and then it goes totally the other way. So trap game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is a trap it is. Game. Honestly, I'm I'm Detroit, and hopefully you're Arizona. <laughs> Honestly, that's. <laughs> I, I would not doubt it. I need I need to win this year to legitimize me trading away like possibly the the top picks in the next two rookie drafts. So any given Sunday, fellas. That's why they call it any given Sunday. Tyler right. Bass and the Saints. Yeah, Tyler Bass and the Saints round that out for Al. So cast your votes. I'll actually put up a I'll put up a, a vote on our Instagram. See what kind of feedback we get from our listeners on on who think who they think is gonna win. I'll try to get the whole lineup matchup on there. All right, Nick, you ready with that injury report? Yeah, I I kind of have an abbreviated one. I didn't really get a chance uh, to do my in-depth one here, uh, but I do have one for you guys. Like Cody mentioned, uh, we got some quarterbacks hurt, and most of them are on L's roster. Uh, Carson Wentz got put on the COVID-19 reserve list. They did change the protocols, though, a five-day quarantine. So Carson Wentz actually does still have a chance to play this week. I think Al's probably got his fingers crossed on that one. Another quarterback injured on Al's roster, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, The news on him is a little less optimistic. He's got a fracture in his thumb. They are saying he has a chance to play. Selfishly, I'd love to see Trey Lance play, one, because Al wouldn't get to play Jimmy G, and two, I want to see what Trey Lance can do after 
after sitting uh, for most of the season. Taysom Not Hill only got- that, I was just, just going to jump in there on the Lance train. Not only that, but uh, we've had a lot of hype from camp recently um, from head coach Kyle Shanahan coming on and saying, hey, this is the best month, consecutive month of practice from Trey Lance. I'm excited. And and honestly, like this is the kind of thing where if Trey Lance starts and you don't have uh, a you know good starting quarterback or you've been streaming quarterbacks and you can get Trey Lance and throw him in there, that's a guy that could be a league winner, but just based on that rushing potential that he has. I was I actually have a couple of questions from some listeners already about who to start Trey Lance or fill in the blank. So we might want to do that in just a little bit after injuries. Absolutely. And then uh, the one more quarterback uh, one Taysom Hill got taken off the COVID reserve list today. Jaquan Smith, baby. <laughs> well, I, I cannot imagine the saints not starting Taysom Hill with what they've been dealing. I mean, Ian book looked absolutely awful last week. So uh, look for Taysom did, Hill to be back this weekend. Nick, did, did you guys see that stat about Notre Dame quarterbacks in the NFL? Well, I know they're bad. I mean, Jimmy Clausen was supposed to be the next big thing in Carolina, and he was terrible. In the last, they, they hold the record for the most consecutive losses by college quarterbacks starting in the NFL at 24 straight losses. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. I, Notre Dame is always so overrated. So there's that. They should, have, they should hang up a big sign in their stadium, 0-24, update the sign. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you guys, though, for real, the running back injuries after last week are a bit scary. Like, we, yikes. I mean, we had, what, one, two, three, four top 20 running backs go down last weekend? Can you guess two of them, Cody? You say what? Can you guess two of those four running backs? I only got one, so. Oh, uh, Saquon Barkley, but it wasn't with injury. (laughs) knock it off okay i'm sorry i'm sorry go ahead nick oh give us give us the four well james robinson is out for the year he tore his achilles he's probably going to be out for part of next year ouch miles sanders fractured his hand he's out for week 17 won't go on ir but is not going to help you this week uh ceh another injury left chest and shoulder injury They haven't ruled him out for this weekend, but I don't think he's going to play. Everything I've heard does not look good. Get Daryl Williams in there. I know Cody's going to. And uh, Daryl Henderson sprained MCL, put on injured reserve. Uh, Another one of Al's injured players that I'm glad isn't playing against me. So definitely some big names there. And at the worst possible time for these fantasy owners. I feel like Al was putting a ball on the tee for me to read off names on people that are in his IR <laughs> and I swung and I missed the I missed the T and I hit him right in the nuts. <laughs> yes. Yes, you did. You missed. I I, I, I was trying to give you running back. I was trying to give you a chance and you blew it. <laughs> if, I mean honestly oh. honestly I, I, I would have loved I think Al beat me earlier this season when I played him in the regular season. Uh, I, I mean, I didn't have Montgomery at the time. I pro I might've had digs. Al's got a really good team though. And it sucks that he's dealing with these injuries right now. It doesn't suck for me because 
10 years from now, when we look at the trophy, if my name's on it, I'm going to be like, no, nah, his, his team was at full strength. Like, no, no, I beat him. I beat him at full strength. I was I, no, no, he didn't have anyone hurt. Cause no one's going to remember it's that. A, it's a win-win situation for Al. It's a win-win. Right. Oh, Absolutely. I, got- I can say I lost because I was banged up. And if I win, I just go, <laughs> I won. <laughs> that was uh, the underdog. Listen, the listen, I am I am not I am not gonna start bragging. I am not gonna start talking crap because when I do that, every time I do that, something goes wrong. So I have re- I have reserved I, and and honestly, I was gonna give shout out to Dom who was bragging about his team all year and I absolutely destroyed last week by like 75 points. I was going to learn how to make a trade because if you would have made a couple of trades, he might still be in. Got to do it, man. Injuries, man. Injuries. But no uh, I was going to say something to him, but I didn't want that bad juju. And then if I lose this weekend, you know, he can come back on me and be like, well, you didn't win anyway. So I'm going to wait. But if I do win, I'm definitely going to say something to him. So there's that. <laughs> there's a win-win for you. <laughs> yeah. And it's really a win-win for Cody because he's going to get some free food no matter what. And uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Not much for uh, receiver injuries here, at least on this brief one. There's there's some receivers that were do not practices today. Uh, remember, it's only Wednesday. Teams are holding guys out. So honestly, just keep an eye on the injury report going forward. But one big receiver injury uh, also on Al's team. Adam Thielen, uh, ankle injury. He got put on IR today. He's out for the rest of the season. Rough for Vikings fans and rough for L fantasy team guys. Yeah. I wish him. I wish him well. I hope that, uh, his surgery was successful and he's ready to go for next year. Yeah. It's such a bummer. I mean, Adam Thielen, obviously I don't know the guy, but he seems like a real nice guy. He's, I mean, come on. He, he, he I have played. met him. Have you? And I'm I sure he's. Yep. I'm sure he's very nice. Yes, he was a very nice guy. Um, it, it's just a bummer. I mean, the guy, the guy's been so good for the Vikings from Minnesota. Boy, played D two football, worked his way off the practice squad. I mean, I, I don't think the Vikings are going to make playoffs this year anyway. But that's that. That'd be a whole other show. We don't need to get into that. Um. But I like when Thielen's out there because they can't just focus on Jefferson. So we'll see what happens this week. Uh, in the cold Green Bay uh, weather, but fingers crossed that Jefferson can put something up for me. Oh, Cody, we got some big tight end injuries too. Yikes, man. Or I should say big yeah, tight end injury. I was just going to say, you know, we, we're all hoping that Darren Waller made his way back before the end of the season. It's not, it's not going to happen. So Darren Waller is done for the year. Yeah, that's a real bummer. I mean, after that first game of the season where Darren Waller put up you know, 10 catches for 105 yards and a touchdown, I was regretting not taking him in a couple of my redraft leagues. He kind of dipped after that, been dealing with injuries ever since. But like Cody said, unfortunately, Darren Waller uh, is was placed on the COVID list and he is going to be out uh, this weekend. So Bummer for Darren Waller. Cody, I don't see any kicker injuries. Uh, I, I was just going to ask you. I was just going to ask you if you saw any. Well, I, I do have one update. Harrison Bucker was activated off the COVID list today. So there's that. Okay. Okay. There's I saw Nick Folk was uh, was not 
questionable for the first time in like eight weeks. Oh, see the yeah, he's been the new Tom Brady. Instead of having Tom Brady be questionable for ten years in a row, uh, now they just <laughs> have, now, now they just make the kicker questionable, which is yeah, just infuriating for fantasy. Owners. Can't watch film. Can't watch film against that kicker because you don't know if he's going to play or not. Well, it's a real bummer if he's uh, playing one Monday night. You don't know whether you have to carry another kicker or not. <laughs> you know, especially that's, when that's Nick, happened a couple times. Yeah, especially when Nick Folk, Folk was putting up good points. I mean, he he's had a good year. So it's, I think he's the number one kicker on the year. Yeah, you'd have to uh, you'd, you'd have to double check that for me. But you know, he's up let, there. Let me look. I know my quick. kickers. I know my kickers. You are like the kicker man. Uh, all I know is Folk was having a good year. Let's see. He is the number one kicker on the year. Cody Mann for 500. L-O-Z three cases of beer. <laughs> for that great, uh, great gotta, question. It's, it's so funny because I feel like every time, except for this time, I'm glad that we bet something different because like the first three bets we've had on the show have been beer. That's why I, I, <laughs> I... Everyone I, probably thinks we're alcoholics. We don't I, even... No, no, no. no. We're, we're not alcoholics. We're drunks. Alcoholics go to meetings. Yes. Uh, I was just going to say that, Nick. But, Cody, I, I will get you another case of beer if you can tell me who the number one fantasy player in football is right now. Oh. Number one overall? Yep. Like, it's a toss-up. It's between Josh Allen and Cooper Cup, and I'm going to go Cooper Cup. All right. You got another one. Yeah. How do you like Mil- Milwaukee's best ice? <laughs> It's Very delicious. Good. Oh, no, it's you. delicious. But no, I, I get to come drink it with you. It's Blatt's. Just make sure to bring a spoon with that so I can eat my my beer. <laughs> and then your vomit after you throw it up. I can finish finish the calories with my spoon. Okay. So that that's it for the injury report, right? Yeah, we. I, I, I kind of want to – you mentioned it earlier. I think we should go over some of those uh, – so starts. I know you have some quarterback start sit questions that are really tough uh, sure for do. this week. I think I think we should go over those. I I got a couple start sits here too that I can uh, that I'll, I'll pull out. But uh, the ones that you have that you that you texted us last day or two, uh, I, I think we should talk about those a little bit. I have a couple start sit questions myself. So perfect. But let's let's go over a few and then we can talk about. Uh, Top players of the week from last week, huh, Nick? See if we, Cody and I can guess. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Cody, do you have those uh, quarterback start sits you're talking about there? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, why don't we start with your your start sits, and then we'll jump back to my quarterbacks here. All right. I I just have one that I would uh, I would like to uh, ask. Oh, no, I have two. Oh, this one, guys. David, or excuse me, Chase Edmonds. Or... You know who I'm gonna go, gonna go with, though. Do you, I mean I don't know if you want to give your opinion on this anyway, but Devin Singletary. Yeah, Chase Edmonds or Devil, Devin Singletary. Chase Edmonds, if James Conner doesn't play, if not, I would probably go Singletary since they're playing Atlanta and they should get up, and hopefully the Bills start getting smart and quit using Josh Allen when they're up by twenty plus points with eight <laughs> minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Oh, I hear you, man. I hear you on that one. I, that I think Cody Cody told me the same thing earlier when I asked him. Uh, that and that's who I have in right now. But I've been going back and forth on that all week. I I don't know if you guys obviously it doesn't alert you when I change my lineup, but I've swapped them in and out of my lineup like five times already this week. 
Um, I do have another one though. Brandon Cooks or DK Metcalf? Man, that's tough. I don't know. DK Metcalf hasn't been playing super well. He did score a touchdown this last week. Yeah, but he uh, still only had two catches. Like I know, I know. You, you can definitely be worried. I I hit the panic button a while back on DK Metcalf for this season. I know. Um, I honestly think I'm going to be starting Brandon Cooks this week. Davis Mills continues to look like an NFL quarterback. Uh, he's competent enough to to be able to not only get the ball downfield, but I think he's going to continue to use his number one receiver when he's healthy. So I think I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks on this one. Yeah, it's tough. Honestly, if if DK was playing like he did in the first four or five weeks of the season, I would I would you know start him no problem. Uh, but Cooks Cooks obviously didn't play last week. He was on the COVID reserve list, but before that, he looked great. Well, I should say he's looked great ever since Davis Mills took Mills took over for for Tyrod, which we were calling for Tyrod for a while there, but then he was awful. So I won't even get into that. This is uh, a really tough question for me. All right. Let's because, you know, what? I, I'm going to lean a little different way. I, I have Brandon Cooks. I have to start him. I think he's a great start this week. I'm not I'm not going to get away from that. Like Cody said, Davis Mills has turned things around when, when his first start. I think if you went back and listened to some of our other episodes, we were ripping on Davis Mills and how terrible he was. Well, it's a, it's a huge transition from college to the pros. But I'm looking at DK Metcalf since week 10. He's had two games where he hasn't had more than eight targets. And Detroit's, you know, they're hanging around. They've been playing teams pretty tough. You know, they picked up a couple wins against the Vikes and the Cardinals. And the way that Seattle's been playing, you don't know if they're going to lean on the run game more, but this could be a matchup where DK turns back into the first four or five weeks of the season. I mean, I, I wouldn't rule him out this week. I, I would have to think long and hard about this. I mean, the, the volume there, I'm, I'm a big volume guy. You guys know that we talk about it on the show all the time. I'm, I wouldn't shy away from DK this, this weekend. I hear you there. And I've been going back and forth. Trust me. It's, it's yeah. my problem though, is that cooks get such volume too. Um, I mean, if you look at it, week 14, he had 11 targets. Week 15, he had 10 targets, over 100 yards both weeks. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I, you'll, Al, I guess you'll have to wait and see on Sunday because, honestly, at any given time, you might look at my lineup and see a different one in there. But, you know, I do, if I was you, I would sit Stephon Diggs. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to sit Jeff, Justin Jefferson, too. That, that, is, that is a smart maybe, strategy. And maybe throw Peoples Jones in there. Love him. Oh, wait, that's against me. That's why I said that. <laughs> All right. I, I do have one more. Well, I have two more, but same running back here. I, this one doesn't involve me. So, you know, we, we got those out of the way. So Dari Agumboale is, is probably been the hot waiver wire pickup in a lot of leagues. Uh, James Robinson's out. Carlos Hyde is out. He's the last man standing. Would you guys start Agumba Wale this week or Boston Scott in Philadelphia? Obviously, Miles Sanders not playing this week. Yeah, I'm actually going to assume that Jordan Howard's in there. He has a stinger. They're saying he's hopeful for this week. If Jordan Howard plays, I think he will be the lead dog. I think he'll take the bulk of the carries. 
And I think that's going to eat into the upside that Boston Scott would have. And Gumbawale actually has volume on his side, also has um, targets. You know, this last week, I think he was targeted two, three times. I think he had two receptions in this one. And that was after uh, James Robinson went down. So I think Ogumbawale, that's going to be really tough for me. Ogumbawale, I think that that is going to be a hot start this week. A lot of people are going to end up choosing him, but I'm going to go with him. I'm going to second that, Cody, um, and basically for the same reason. If, if Howard plays, you know, there's still a chance Boston, uh, Boston Scott gets into the end zone, um, but he might only have four carries for eight yards and a touchdown. Um, and with a Goomba Wale, you know, he's they're, they're going to be playing against a, a tough new England team here, but if he's the only man left standing, he's got to catch a couple balls. He's, you know, he, he's going to be involved some way. He's going to be a check down for Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I, I think you got to try to play the hot hand and by hot hand, I mean the only hand in the backfield there, because they're going to have to use their, their they're going to have to use them. Oh, I, I agree with you guys there. I think that, I think that's a, an easy one. So a follow-up question, since we're talking about Boston Scott, if Jordan Howard does take the bulk of the carries and eats into Boston Scott's upside, do you, do you guys view this as they are going to eat into each other's upside, eat into each other's ceiling? So are you starting Ogumbawale over both of those? Like if if you find out Jordan Howard is for sure going to play, nah, not necessarily. If, yeah, I agree. No, with I, it. I mean it happened when Sanders was on IR there for a few weeks, and Jordan Howard was putting up. I I want to say he had like a seventeen point week, a twenty some point week, a fifteen point week, and and you know he was getting the bulk of the carries, and he was still getting red zone work. And I I want to say the one week. They had four rushing touchdowns between three running backs. I think Gainwell put one in, Howard put two in, and Boston Scott put one in. And I think they're going to lean on Howard because he's the bigger back. Um, but Boston Scott's just kind of that change of pace that's just going to be pesky. But, I mean, as high as a ceiling goes, I mean, he might take away a touchdown, but he's not going to take away the yardage needed to be relevant. I'll, I'll jump in here to here, Nick. I have the stats in week eight against Detroit, 17.7 points, 12 carries, 57 yards, two touchdowns. Next week, played against the Chargers, 17 carries, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Next week, 12 carries, 83 yards, 10 carries, 63 yards the following week uh, against Denver and New Orleans in those ones. And then in uh, week 15, he had 15 carries for 69 yards, no score. So he scored three times this year, came in two games. If he does get into the end zone against Washington, it could be a good game for him. Yeah, if Jordan Howard starts, I'm playing him over Boston. Boston Scott and Agumba Wale. Uh, so I got two more for you guys, just quick rapid-fire ones because they're both Agumba Wale. So Agumba Wale or Rex Burkhead after that huge week last weekend? Agumba Wale. Based on volume alone, I think David Johnson has a chance to be back. I think that... Burkhead seeds some carries. And if you look at, even when he does get work, he hasn't been very efficient with that work this year. He just had a, a big blow up week. I just don't see a repeat performance from Rex Burkhead. Yeah. Those are the two hottest waiver wire ads there of the week. In my opinion, um, I, I really don't know which way to lean, but I have to start 
Agumba Wale, so I'll, I'll go him as well. Uh, but Rex Burhead is Rex Burkhead is an intriguing start as well. Just, I mean, he had 20, I, I want to say 22 carries last week. So, I mean, the volume is going to be there in the way Davis Mills has been playing. You, you really don't know what's going to happen there. Yeah, I, I have to take uh, Gubo Wale too. I think this one's easy, but we'll see what you guys think. Daryl Williams or Dare Agumboale? Well, that's, I'm, I'm happy you asked this one because I was just going to chime in here. I am actually faced with this one. I, I am faced with the fact that I had just picked up Rex Burkhead. I got Agumboale, and Jordan Howard is available on waivers still. I have Daryl Williams. We don't know for sure if CEH is out. At least that's my understanding. As soon as he is officially ruled out, I I have Daryl Williams in my lineup right now. I also have Devante, or not Devante. Um, I also have yeah, De, Devante, Deontay Foreman. I have Foreman as well. So Foreman has been okay in the past. He he did score last week, but he only put up seven point one fantasy points. So without that touchdown, he would have almost goosed me. I have Daryl Williams in right now, so I, I don't know if I can even answer this one, Nick. That's a good question, though. Al, I'm going to toss it over to you. I mean, look what look what Williams has done when he was filling in for CEH. I think that's going to be a super high-scoring game. Um, I actually would say that if somebody in a really deep league in the championship, like myself, is looking for a guy to grab to play, I would say that uh, Gore from Kansas city wouldn't be a bad option either. If you, if you have nobody to lean on, I think both those guys, if CEH is out they're they're going to be change of pace guys. You know, you don't really know who's going to be in there. Who's going to get the targets. Who's going to run the ball more. You really don't know, but with the history of what Williams did with CEH out is enough for me to trust him and want to start him, especially when you think that a game is going to be a shootout. So to me, that's an easy one. I'm going Williams. Everything I've I've read and heard is CEH isn't going to play this weekend. Obviously, that can change. Things change by the minute. So if you're if you've got Daryl Williams, keep your eye on that. But if CEH doesn't play, I think Daryl Williams is far and above all those other names. The other ones are a lot tougher for me to judge. Hey Al, a quick question for you. So you're telling everyone to start Frank Gore this weekend, right? No, what's his name? Derek. Yeah. I had to say yes. And, and uh falsely accused as uh Frank Gore's son. Well, he should be. Frank Gore's son gran- plays well. his grandson. <laughs> yeah. At, the, <laughs> at this point, it's probably his grandson. All right. I like those, that better. those are my starts, it's Cody. I, I'm I'm kind of intrigued about these quarterback ones that you have, and I know Al's got a couple to I, uh fire off too. So I, I, we'll we'll see. We'll save the quarterback one for last year. I have a wide receiver one out, and then I'm going to toss it over to you. Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay. So I am sitting in this boat, and I did. I got your opinion. I think other people are panicking. So I got your opinion over text. I want to hear it live on the show so we can give our listeners a little bit of insight here. I'm already ready for it. Yeah, I have Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry. You already know what this is. Man, this has been – an absolute roller coaster this year. I just want to highlight some of the, the data I have here and then I'm going to toss it over to you guys. I have Terry McLaurin and I am 
frustrated with the recent performances, but I also know that there's a ceiling here. He put up 22 points in week two against the Giants, 27 in week four against Atlanta, 21.7 against Green Bay. This is all half half PPR. And then he put up 18.8 in week 11. Outside of that, so that's one, two, three, four games that he has put up over 18 points. Outside of that, he has not put up over 10 points in a half PPR. And then in the last five weeks, in week 12 and on, so week 12 against Seattle, 7.1, 3.7, zero. He got skunked, goose egg, against Dallas in week 14. He put up 6.1. He put up 5.5 against Dallas this last, last week. And if you watch this game, he didn't have a catch in the first half. And he got all three of his catches in garbage time. In fact, I think two of those three came from Kyle Allen who was not starting in this game. So I don't know what to make of this situation other than they play against Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a top team against opposing wide receivers this year for fantasy. And I'm scared if I should start Terry McLaurin or if I should pivot. I have Jacoby Myers and he plays against Jacksonville projected 12.87 on sleeper for half PPR. Please help me out here, guys. I I, I get it. Cody. I really do like Terry McLaurin has been playing so bad, but Jacoby Myers, honestly, what he's going to get you is eight to 10 points. He does it every week other than that travesty of a Buffalo game where they threw like one time, but we don't, we don't need to talk about that. Uh, Jacoby Myers is going to get like eight catches for 50 yards. It's just what he does. He's not going to score a touchdown. I'm going to say that right now. He won't score a touchdown. Might one touchdown one. Jacoby. Yes, he has one career receiving touchdown, and Cody was only one week off on predicting that, too. Pretty good. I was going to say, if I really wanted him to score a touchdown this week, I should have called for a touchdown yeah, last you, week. Yeah, you should have called it last week. But, I mean, honestly, so Jacob, what I think Jacoby Myers will get you is anywhere from 8 to 10 points this week. Yeah, Terry McLaurin's had some stinkers. He's putting up 4 or 5 points. But Terry McLaurin's ceiling is 21, 22 points. Yeah, something like that, right? Well... So he might get you five, six points less than Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers has a really high floor. I'll give him that. But he has a really low ceiling. Terry McLaurin's got a really low floor, but he has a really high ceiling. And I think you got to roll the dice on that one and go for it. I I really do. Is Jacoby Myers Myers the, the number one player in the NFL for fantasy football purposes with the highest floor and lowest ceiling? Yeah, I don't know. He might be, honestly. Like, if you look at his week 16, he had 8.9. This is half PPR. Uh, week 15, 8.3. They were on by week 14. Week 13, he had zero, but that was the wind and snow game. Uh, week 12, he had 12.3, but week 11, he only had 5.9, 12.9, 1.3, 7.6, 6.9, 8.9. So you can see he's just kind of in that that same, but he's never put up more than 13.9 points all season. I don't know. Al, what, do, what do you think, Al? I I, I think you got to start McLaurin. If I start to talk too long, just wave your finger at me and tell me to stop because I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get deep here. Um, first things first, Cody. New England's playing Jacksonville. Damon Harris just ran for three touchdowns last week. And Stevenson got activated off the COVID list. So I'm going to tell you something right now. And 
it's in my belief that, you know what, Mac Jones is a great quarterback to lead this team. He's kind of like Jimmy Grapple. He hands the ball off very well. And that's what they're going to do here. They're not going to throw for 200 yards. I just, I don't see it. I think they're going to run right down Jacksonville's throat. And you know what? Jacoby Myers might have eight catches for 62 yards. Okay. 10 points, whatever it may be. But Terry McLaurin, you drafted him early on, just like everybody else. He, he's a hot commodity. And Taylor Heineke has not been playing well over the last five weeks. Has Terry McLaurin had a great season? No. And I believe, you know, we talked about this early on that, you know what, where he's finished every year in the league is a wide receiver two. And I, that's probably, he's probably low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three right now. I don't really know. My phone died, so I, I can't verify that. He's like, but, a, he's like the 25th on the season for wide yeah, receivers right so now. He, he's right there, right where he's always finished. But the problem is that Ron Rivera just came out and said, hey, Kyle Allen is going to come into this game at some point in time. Now, the only way that doesn't happen is if Taylor Heineke plays out of his mind and picks apart Philly, who's been great against the pass, like you said, but McLaurin has to step up here. He's got to find a way to get open. Washington has to find a way to hold on to the ball more. They're not running very many plays per game. And Heineke needs to pull it out and start hitting his guys. With that being said, I think that is going to happen this week. I think McLaurin's about to go off. I'm playing against him in the third place game in our keeper league. I really don't want him to, but he's a guy you can't sit. He's just one of those guys to me that he's going to go off for a 30 and then he might end up with three, eight, and then back to 15. And he's been doing that all year. So if you have Terry McLaurin, he's, he's a must start guy because you don't know when he's going to catch 10 balls for two touchdowns and 135 yards. You don't know when that's going to happen and it. It very well could. And I'm telling you, if you started Jacoby Myers to get his seven points and McLaurin went off for 30 and you lost the championship by three points, you would be kicking yourself. Cody. I saw a good tweet the other day. You'll like this one. Uh, Cause I know you're on Twitter a lot. At least it was something like this. Has any other player this year been ruined by quarterback play more than this guy? And it was just a picture of Terry McLaurin. Like inconsistent quarterback play. It's like it's so true though. Honestly, put yeah, God, even send even send him to New England with Mac Jones, and at least I think he'd get consistent usage. I'm not trying to rip on Heineke or anything, but it's just been like really hit or miss. You gotta roll those dice. Yeah, Washington's been kind of a dumpster fire team this year for, for a team that had a really good defense last year and uh, some promise promising, I guess you'd call them transactions in the offseason. I thought for sure that they'd come out and fix their passing game a little bit and that Scary Terry would be a little bit more involved. But I don't know. It's it's really tough for me, guys. I, I also wanted to, to highlight this, and I appreciate Al really doing the pro t- uh, Scary Terry versus the, um, the anti- Jacoby Myers talk there because it was just a little bit of you know, this is what could happen to Jacoby Myers. I do want to highlight that it's a flex option. So I do have Daryl Williams and I have picked up Goomba Wale. We just talked about those guys. Are you starting scary Terry over those two guys yep. in a half PBR league? Okay. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I would as well. Okay. I just wanted to cross, cross that one over to 
reference that. So awesome. Al, do you have any other, uh, I, I do want to pass it over to you. I think you had a couple before we get to the Trey Lance talk with QBs. Yeah, I, I got a couple issues in the, in the keeper league here and I, I have Saquon Barkley, which was an absolute mistake. And I will give a shout out to Mr. Jordan, Dr. Paratello out there. I know he's listening. Um, he told me when I take, when I took Saquon Barkley, he goes, that was a mistake. You could have took Joe Mixon. And if I would have listened to him, maybe this year would have went a little bit different and I could have turned things around and maybe got a buy this year, even though his team's absolutely loaded. And so is my brother's, but you know, I got Barkley or Michael Carter for my second running back option here. And I know you guys already kind of talked about it before the show, but I, I just kind of want to hear what you guys have to say again. I'm going to just jump right in and say, Michael Carter has a really tough matchup with Tampa Bay and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense against the run outside of Jonathan Taylor has been outrageously good. They've been very, very good against the run all year long. It hasn't really changed a whole lot. And I am a little concerned with the lowly living jets of what's happening with the whole COVID situation. Michael Carter hasn't really put strung a full game together here in a little bit and a little while. And, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about what he has to offer in this one for the, the high upside, same conversation we just had about scary Terry. Um, I think I'm, I, you almost have to start Barkley in this one just due to the upside that Barkley could have versus the ceiling, which I know that Carter has shown us he has a larger ceiling than, than we thought he did. But I just don't see it happening in this game, just this game alone, this matchup. That's a tough one. I never thought at the beginning of the season we would be debating whether to start Michael Carter or Saquon Barkley with Barkley healthy. But uh, honestly, for me, this one is very close. I, I really, I honestly, Al, I really want to say Michael Carter. I do, but I, I have to go with Barkley on this one too. My problem is eh, with that quarterback situation, it's tough. And Zach Wilson's actually been playing a lot better lately, which could help Michael Carter. But what you got to hope is that Saquon Barkley can rip off a big one or that I, th I think Mike Glennon will start this week because Jake Fromm was so bad. He got benched for Mike Glennon last week. You got to hope he just dumps down to Barkley. He gets a bunch of receptions. Maybe he rips off that big run. I mean, he's so talented. You, you basically, it's a tough matchup, but I, if I have to do it, I'm going Saquon Barkley, but I would not blame you one bit if you went Michael Carter there or if you flipped a coin and just picked whatever one one out because honestly for me it's that close and I never thought I'd say that you know I do have Jordan Howard as well I just picked him up and that's kind of tough for me as well because I'm, I mean I, I got I kind of just have to play a matchup and but like I said with McLaurin I, I'm happy you pointed that out Cody because I would kick myself if Saquon went off for two touchdowns and 120 yards because that you know that that's the difference between winning a third place game and losing most likely i i really think that we're talking about the same exact situation here but with two different positions mine's wide receiver and yours is running back i think there's a lot of similarities here i think there's a lot of similarities as far as having that 
star player or who who we thought would be a star player that's just in a bad situation on a bad team. I think Michael Carter's got more of a ceiling than uh than a guy like Jacoby Myers, but I, I, I yeah, like Cody said, and like you said, Al, you said it with McLaurin and Cody said it with Barkley. I mean, if he rips off that 80 yard touchdown run, I don't think Michael Carter even puts up that many points in an entire game. And, and you know, Barkley can do that on any given handoff, any given catch. I mean, the guy's that good. So I think you got to roll. Say, yeah. Yeah. I think they got to roll. You got to roll with it too, but they did say that he missed practice on Wednesday. And yeah, but they're, they're just resting him. They already said that they're not shutting him down the last okay. two games. I've been doing a lot of research on it, looking okay. at it and whatnot, but you know, I, I do have one more question then we can move on to the, the top players of last week, see if we can guess them. But uh, so let's say Carson Wentz is out with COVID this week. Would you start Michael Pittman or Tyler Boyd? I start Boyd if Wentz is out. I don't trust Ellinger to give Pittman enough work. Or, I mean, Pittman might get five, six catches, but they'll probably be for about 35 yards. So I think we, the three of us talked about it earlier today. I, I think that uh, Cincinnati, Kansas City game could really be a high, high scoring affair. I mean, look what they did last week. So I go, I roll Tyler Boyd on that one all day, man. If Wentz doesn't play. I do too, but I, I have some hope and faith that Wentz is going to play. I think that he'll be asymptomatic in five days, and I think he'll start for an Indianapolis team that needs him to start. The Colts need to win here. I mean, they, they got to – it's crunch time. They got to make yeah. the playoffs. They need their QB1 out there. Al, I think you should phone a friend. Have Levi give Carson Wentz a call. Yeah. Right? All right? Levi, we, we, Levi we should. if you're listening, we, we need you to call up Carson Wentz. And we need some insider info on whether he's playing or not this week. But now I'm going to throw one more curveball to you guys. So those last two, I just said Pittman and Boyd throw Michael Carter into the mix. This is my flex position. And this is my last question for you. So which one of those three, and actually don't throw Jordan Howard in there, pick your final half guy P- and we'll move on half PPR. Half P- no bonuses. If it's the keeper league, if, if Wentz plays, then it's Pittman. If Wentz doesn't play for me, it's Carter. Yeah. No, no. no. I think. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I think I think that's right. I think yeah. I go Pittman. I go Pittman, Carter, Boyd. Yeah, and Howard would be a distant fourth there. He yep. he's he, he's a touchdown dependent flex or running back fill in for me if if you're if you got injuries. But if, if Wentz plays, Man, I spy play Pittman. Yeah, and I don't think there's a world that we would disagree with each other where Michael Carter has just as many catches as Tyler Boyd. I mean, just that alone, plus you get any, you know, every rushing yard as a bonus and hopefully has a better chance to score. Yeah, yeah. And it just a lot of miles to feed in Cincinnati. I mean, I, I love the offense. Uh, Boyd will get his, but, I mean, it could be a huge T. Higgins-Jamar Chase game where Boyd doesn't get that volume. So, yeah, Carter be my second. Pittman first if Wentz plays. Uh, so that's yep. tough, man. You, uh, you got some tough decisions, Al. Yes, I do. Nick, if you could pull up the top finishes of the week. And as you're doing that, I'm going to hit up my QB questions. Oh, oh, I, I got them up already. Oh, you got them up already. Do yeah. we want to save the QB for the very end of the episode? Or no, let's know? do them now. Cause I want to do, I want to, I want to play the guessing game. It's, it's a lot of you fun. You want to play the guessing game. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So 
we have Trey Lance that's going to start this week. Let's just cut to the chase and say Jimmy Jimmy G is going to be out, um, and then Trey Lance is going to start. So let's go. I'm going to hit you with the heavy hitter right away. Trey Lance or Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Oh, God. Why do you have to do this? Trey Lance. So let's, I'm, I'm saying yeah, Trey Lance. All right. He's going to start with he's going to start with the hot and heavy. So San Francisco gets Houston. Houston has been looking good on offense. I am starting San Francisco's defense, but I do think they're going to hopefully get some pressure. But uh, yeah, so if if Houston comes out and starts putting up points, Lance is going to have to respond in this one. So it's going to be interesting. If you guys remember his last start, uh, Trey Lance did come out and put up a 20 spot on Seattle. Um, I guess that wasn't his first start. His Terrible first start was defense. against Arizona. Yeah, okay. Against Arizona was his first actual start. He played 100% of the snaps in that one. He, he was 15 for 29, 192 yards, one interception. Did not throw for a touchdown in this one. He rushed 16 times for 89 yards, and he was inches away, probably less than an inch away from scoring a touchdown on the ground in this one. So that very easily could have been over 20 points. He has, I mean, you, you guys have seen what has happened with Tyler Huntley, even Johnson, Josh Johnson, the third stringer for Baltimore. They have the ability. These guys have the ability to put up points because of their legs. And I think that Lance could go off for a 30 plus spot, but Brady has done it earlier this season too. So I'm just put my feelers out there. Al, you're you're still Brady. Yep. Okay. Go ahead, Nick. I was going to say, I, I honestly think they're both good options, but I, and maybe, maybe, maybe it would, it'll totally backfire if it happens, but I'm, I'm just rolling those dice on Trey Lance because of that rushing ability, man. Well, speaking of rushing ability, uh, Lamar Jackson in week 10, put up 16 points week, 12, 13 week, 13, almost 19 points. Then he, um, got hurt right away in week 14, hasn't played since. So he hasn't put up over 20 points in his last three starts. What do you think about that, Trey Lance or Lamar Jackson? Uh, God. I mean, all of these are just so – You guys Lamar don't like ja- this game, do you? Well, is Lamar Jackson going to play this week? Well, let's say he plays. Okay. Who does Baltimore play? Baltimore gets the Rams. Trey Lance. I'm 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 going Trey Lance. I like the matchup better. Man, that is interesting. This is this is getting hairy. Al, what do you think? I don't trust Lamar's injury. Even if he if he yeah. comes back, I don't think he's gonna be hundred percent. Yeah. Oh man. Trey Lance does have Houston. But he Houston did a good job taking down Herbert last week. Who's not oh. very? I, I wouldn't say he's not very mobile, but he's not like he's not in the same category as Lance or Lamar. I think that Rams game is going to be a shootout, so I'm going to go Lamar. Okay. All right. Um, let's look at. Let's just step away from Lance for just a second. Herbert or Burrow? Burrow. Burrow too. Yeah, I got to go Burrow. You know what? I have Herbert against Nick this weekend, and he's going to be the heartbeat of my team to win this dog fight. He gets Denver. He gets Denver at home. 
exactly. That's I don't like the matchup. But Burrow, he's been playing phenomenal as of late trend. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> Herbert just has not, you know, he I, th- I believe he is the number two quarterback right now. And even with that, I, I'm I'm still going to lean Burrow. He, he just the matchup for me is there. The game type is there where, you know, Denver runs the ball. They don't throw the ball. Yep. They, they eat up clock. And the way Herbert played against Houston last week, he he's got to figure it out and come out with a huge game. But I think Burrow still beats him. Yeah, I think Burrow and Kansas City uh, against Kansas City, that game is going to be a uh, shootout. I think you have already said it, but that game is going to be a shootout. Uh, let's see if I can come up with, with one more here. Well, Trey Lance, would you play Trey Lance over Burrow? Not a chance. No, I don't think so either. But how, how about Herbert? Would I play Trey Lance over Herbert? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that what you're asking? Uh, yep. I wouldn't. I would not play him over Burrow. I would play him over Herbert. Oh, I hate these questions, Mike. Mike Williams. Mike. <laughs> you so, guys are so excited to play this game, and they, now they, it has turned. They get Eckler back, but Mike Williams is not playing this week, right? So no, Mike he's Williams. Not. No, yep, he's so, not. Because Mike Williams is unvaccinated, I believe. So he was like 10 day minimum. Um, yeah, no, like honestly, I, I'm going trailer Trey Lance over Herbert, but not over Burrow. I'm staying away from Lance. I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna go with Herbert. I'm going exactly opposite of Nick. Okay. All right. But you have to. I mean, you have to start Herbert, so you have to say Herbert. Uh you were you were paid to say Herbert. Are you starting him over the struggling Kyler Murray who just finally put up over 20 points in his last three starts? Uh, no, I'm still starting Kyler no, Murray. I'm, I'm not. Same, same. No. And then lastly, let's get, let's get into like an actual good question here that uh, I think we can all agree upon. This I'm going to start with. Kirk Cousins put up 28 points. Sorry, 25 points. 25 points in a four-point passing touchdown league in week 11 against Green Bay at home. He gets Green Bay on the road in week 17. Do you play Kirk Cousins hoping for a repeat performance of over 25 points, or do you start Trey Lance? Lance. I will finally say Trey Lance, and sorry to go into detail, but it is going to be a cold, cold game in Green Bay. Kirk Cousins is without his favorite target against Green Bay in Adam Thielen. And Delvin Cook is back. So I'm sure the Vikings will go back to giving Delvin Cook 28 rushing attempts. And with Justin Jefferson being basically the only receiver there, I mean, KJ Osborne's been doing well. Tyler Conklin's been playing well. Uh, But I think they really focus on him. I think Trey Lance is well above Kirk Cousins this week. I didn't even have to mention that uh, they get prime time Sunday night as well. And we all know how Kirk plays in prime time. Yeah. Well, actually Kirk's numbers are, they're actually just as good in prime time as they are normal time. The defense this year. No, no, this is all time. His defense has given up significantly more points in prime time. Look it up. They actually had a thing. I think it was last year during a prime time game. Kirk cousins, plays just as well during primetime. His defense does not. 
Just saying, look it up. Is this a show of myth, Mythbusters? I'll just change yep. the show on us. Yes, I did. Welcome to the Can You Mythbusters podcast. Your host, Al. No, and Mooch. And Mooch. No, Mooch <laughs> would just talk about how the NFL's rigged. We'd never get anywhere. NFL theories from Mooch. It's conspiracy theories galore. 24 hour podcast. No, it's and- perfect. We need someone to come up with this conspiracy theories, and then Al has to shut it down with data. Last time I was just joking and I was trying to bait Mooch into his, if it is the NFL rigged rant. And he literally told me to go get him four beer so he could just like dig in. And then oh, yeah. he, he was just up at the Legion the other day, <laughs> Nick, you'll, he, you'll never believe it. He was up there arguing with Shar for all the listeners out there. <laughs> uh, Tyler Erickson, good buddy of mine. That's his mother-in-law. She is the biggest Minnesota Vikings fan. I think in the world, like she is absolutely crazy. They could be 0 and 16 and she would still just be sitting there rooting them on. Like you would never believe. And he was arguing with her about how the NFL doesn't want the Vikings to win and God bless his soul. But it, it, I guess it was just unbelievable. That doesn't surprise me. (laughs) Oh, I wish I could have been there for that one, though. All right, boys, I got one for you here. I know we usually go through the uh, the top 12 of each each position, uh, top 12 performers at each position, but I got a new one for you this week. Al was talking about wanting to do this, and I want to see what, what kind of guessing skills Al had. Because, I mean, Cody got 9 of 12 running backs, right? So, you know, we know he's I'm good. pretty good. He's pretty good. Uh, but these uh, last couple of weeks have been kind of weird. So what we're going to do here is Al and Cody are each going to guess their top five at each position. So we'll go top five quarterbacks. They'll guess their top five, and then I'll read them. We'll see if they got any or how many they got. So now, hold on. Playing rules, ground rules. Do I have to? Do we have to put them in order, or is it just kind of like who's the top five? No, nope, j- just try to put the top five. It doesn't have to be in an order. Yeah, that works. Just okay. give me give okay. me five give me five names, and we'll we'll uh, we'll see where it lands, Cody. All right. Okay. So quarterbacks, who wants to go first, Al or Cody? I'll go first. I'll go Burl, Dak Prescott, Josh Johnson. Definitely not Matt Stafford. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? No, it can't be Davis Mills. Josh Allen. And for some reason, I want to say Jalen Hurts. All right, Cody, what do you got? Um, although that... Philadelphia game was high scoring out and they put up a lot of points. Jalen Hurts was awful for fantasy. Uh, I didn't watch it, Cody. I just wanted to say Jalen Hurts. I know. I know you did. I mean, it makes sense. I'm going to go Burrow and Dak because I know both of them exploded this week. I had Dak and I played against Burrow. So I forgot about Mahomes. Burrow and Dak. Oh, thanks for that one. I'll take Mahomes. Mahomes. Um, uh, Burrow, Dak, Mahomes, I'll take, I don't know who's left. Kyler Murray scored over 20. I'll take him, I guess. Burrow, Dak, Mahomes, uh, Murray, and 
I don't know. I guess I'll take Aaron Rodgers against Cleveland on uh, Saturday. You each got three, Al. You gave Cody Pat Mahomes. So it went Joe Burrow, number one, 38.1 points. Huge week. Dak Prescott, two, 31.3 points. I mean, God, the guy did it in like the first half. Josh Allen at number three with 30.96. Zach Wilson at number four with 23.9. I was going to say Zach Wilson too. And Pat Pat Mahomes at number five with 22.32. I will point this out, Cody. Kyler Murray was at number six. Oh. Hey, didn't I get get four or five? No, because you guessed. Oh, I get. I did Kyler and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you got Burrow, Prescott, and Mahomes. And Al yeah. got Burrow, Prescott, and Allen. Why did I not guess Allen? Okay, anyway. We're tied. We're tied. You that, can go first for running backs then, Cody. That that was tough. Run, ooh, um, running back. Oh, well, a couple of these running backs are definitely going to be hard. A couple of them might be okay, but uh, this one might be a little difficult, Cody. Let's see what you got here. Running backs. Oh, top five running backs of week 16. Cody Mann, half PPR. Well, I know the, how the week started for me and Sodi played against each other. Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon blew up for me. So those two are in there. Chase Edmonds had a big week. That's number three uh, for me. Not to say number three overall. Uh, I watched the Vikings game. Sodi Michelle blew up. I'll say Sodi Michelle. And I will go with, I don't know, Zeke. All right, Al, who do you got? I'm going to go Rex Burkhead. I'm going to go Joe Mixon. I'm going to go Nick Uh, Chubb. I'm going to go Justin Jackson. Oh, okay. I I, I have Jackson, Chubb. Mixon and Burkhead. Mixon, Mixon, Burkhead. Burkhead. And, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I know who it it is. Oh, Damon Harris. (laughs) <laughs> well, no, okay. he's okay. awful. He's he had time to think about it. Ooh. Okay, so Cody got two in Chubb and Mixon, and again, Cody, you got the number six guy in Edmonds. Oh my god, Al got five. Al got all five. all five. Al got, got all five. five. He got all five. So number one on the oh, week was Justin congrats. Jackson. Well, I played against two of them, so that was easy. Yeah. Justin yeah. Jackson got 30.2 points. Joe Mixon, 28 and a half. Damon Harris at number three, 28.3. Rex Burkhead at number four with 27.9 out of nowhere. And Nick Chubb at number five, 25.9. Cody Mann's midseason trade acquisition in the in his uh, Skull yeah, Bowl League. Let's go. All right. Going to the championship. All right. Al's up by uh Al's up by three then. Is that is that what I'm gonna def- I'm gonna defer. He's I'm up going by to three. defer up by three. I'm deferring this, Cody, just so you know. I have to go I first again. It, yep. I'm deferring. I'm oh up. my goodness. All right. So wide receivers. I apparently Cody is going first again. Uh what do you got, Cody? Half point PPR receivers. Oh my goodness. AJ Brown blew up right away. I'm gonna go AJ Brown. Debo Samuel, because that game was back and forth all game. I'm going to go Devontae Adams. Uh, someone from that Cincy game who blew up. T. Higgins. So that's, what is that, three? That's that's four. Um, You've got four. Four? 
you, you, you've given me four names. Yep. Okay. Um, who else blew up this week? You know, this is this is a low hanging. Not if this is an absolute dart throw, but uh, I know that there was a wide receiver for Kansas City, and it wasn't Hill, Tyreek Hill. It wasn't Hardman. It was Pring Byron Pringle. I'm gonna go Byron Pringle for number five. All right, Al. Al's probably looking it up on his phone right yeah, now. Yeah, what is happening? Come on. What is I'm happening, looking, Al? I'm looking at scores. Boo. I'm not looking at players. I'm not cheating. I don't do that. I know no, I you're I will say that I did the exact same thing. I looked at scores. No, I, I hear you. I will agree with AJ Brown, Devontae Adams, T. Higgins. You know, next time we do this, I'm going to make you guys submit I, like ballots so you can't hear each other. I, I am going to say I want, I want one of my answers back. I, 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 I want to say Amari. I want to say Amari Cooper because I know he he lit it up in depth. No, he only had one touchdown. Yeah, I'm still going to go said Amari, Amari Cooper. Cooper. I am going to go Amari Cooper. And for some reason, I want to say Chris Conley, but for for houston but i am gonna go with debo samuel as well nick mr judge can i change one of my answers just by looking at the no you cannot because i would have done that with the quarterbacks come on Ooh, i had to go first this is not fair judge well i don't know if you want to change your answers i want to change don't tell me he got five no he didn't get five I want to change Byron Pringle to who? Isaiah McKenzie. Nah, you looked that up. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you cheated. No, I did not. No, I did not. No, yes, no you I did. did not. No, no, you can't. I change looked at it Buffalo's now. game. I remember that Al got Josh Allen right. I didn't pick Josh Allen for some unforsaken reason. You each I remember got... why did Josh Allen have 30 plus points? Oh, that's right. Because Isaiah McKenzie of all wide receivers in Buffalo Too was number late. one. Okay, it's fine. I'll take the loss on it. Just know that I. I definitely rewound and and was uh, backtracked. Okay, hey, Cody, guess what? So you each got four. Uh, T. Higgins finished at number one with thirty-seven point four points. Ridiculous week. Devontae Adams at number two with twenty-eight point four. AJ Brown at number three with twenty-six. Isaiah McKenzie, Cody was right, at number four with twenty-three point nine. Debo Samuel at number five with twenty-three point six. I will point this out, Cody. Byron Pringle was at number six. Number six, yeah. Again, thanks. <laughs> you have picked the number six person. Al, Al you got to go first on tight ends. Although that's not if really I, that. If I get the tiebreaker, I get it because I got the most number sixes. Okay, we'll, we'll give. What's that the score? Nine to twelve. Oh my goodness. All, All right. right, I'll I'll lead us off. I'm gonna tight, go tight ends. Let's let's bring it home here, Al. Tight ends. Dalton Schultz. And then I'm going to go Tyler Higby. I'm going to go Kyle Pitts, Dawson Knox, and Mark Andrews. All right. Cody. Andrews. Uh, Pitts. Andrews and Pitts. Who else do we have here? Andrews, Pitts. Um, man, I'm struggling here. Uh, Al said, give me Al's again. I want to know what Al said. Phone and a friend. Uh, Al had Schultz, Pitts, 
Andrews, Higby, and Knox. Add Schultz to the list. I definitely know that he was up there this week. Um, who else had a good week? I guess I'll go Knox because I don't even know at this point. And I'll I'll, I'll give you a hint, Cody, because I think I, I messed one up. Zacherts. All right, you each got three. And I you each gonna, got the same uh, three. I bet you Everett's in there, Wait, isn't did, he? Did Al say Ertz, though? Is no. he not top five? No, no, he's not. no, Ertz was eight. Uh, so here's how it went, oh, Cody. The blue. top five was yep. Mark Andrews at number one with 22.5. Dalton Schultz at number two, 18.2. Cody, you should have known this. Gerald Everett, Everett at Everett. number three, yep. 14.8. Kyle Pitts at number four with 13.2. And nobody was going to guess this one, but John Bates for Washington at number five. <laughs> Who? I have him. I, I would like to point out my other dynasty league is so deep that I have John Bates on my roster. He's a rookie tight end for Washington. <laughs> He's on my. That tw- is, if that doesn't summarize what's wrong with your league, I don't know what Dude, we have. Does. We have 10 man taxi squads. I don't even know who that <laughs> and like is. 40 man rosters. He's, He's a, a ro- third string tight end. No, he is the first string when once. Uh, no, darn Arnold or Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold. And no, he's on Washington. Dan Arnold's not on Washington. You're right. You're right. Jones was hurt. Logan Thomas, Cody. Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas. Ricky Steele's Jones. And this would be the third in line. I don't even know you anymore. All right. Al wins. Sorry, Cody. We're going to do that. All right. We're going to do this again, but it's not fair. Whoever has to go first. So we got to come up with a good way. Well, just every other. We'll just do every other. So quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. We'll just do first every other. Or, no, or the other guy just has to leave. They, they just have to take their headphones out for a minute. I have an idea. I'll yeah, tell you I'll guys. I'll tell you guys rules. after we're done with this. All right, fine. I like Al's Al's idea of taking your headphones out. Anyway, so I think we should wrap it up though. I think we're we're probably approaching the end of the episode, huh? I think so. I you know, Cody. We were missing you last week. I, I tried to wrap it up the best I could, uh, you know, giving out our Instagram and our Facebook, but it, it was nothing like the Cody man outro. So I think the Cody, Cody needs special. To, I think we need the, the old Mo Green special there on the way out. Let's hear it, Cody. All right. Well, as always, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at can you fantasy football, C-A-N-U fantasy football. Be sure to follow us on there because I'm going to make a post tonight to figure out who everybody thinks is going to win between Nick and Al. And we are going to post that live as uh, I'm going to give some updates. Actually, I'm just going to post some live updates on our, on our Instagram. Hopefully it will share over to Facebook as well. In the meantime, best of luck to all of our listeners out there who are in the championship game. I know my brother among some others are actually in the semifinals this week. What a joke. I can't believe they're playing in week 18, but guess what? We have listeners that are in that boat. There's nothing they can do about it. So we're going to support you through that. So best of luck in championship Sunday and Monday. And for those who have to play next week, best of luck as well. We'll be back one more time next week to help our listeners for playing in week 18. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, everybody. And good luck, Nick. I'm sure there's going to be some smack talk, even though we're going to be rooting for the same team in our $500 league. And to all the listeners out there, Hey, go win a championship, baby. That's right. Bring the title home.
Goodbye. Bye.